Welcome to Let's Get Fizzy Poll. I'm your host, Christy Sellers, and today I'm here with Narelle Tobin. Hi. And Narelle is the owner of Fizzy Poll Studios Carlton, and she's a pretty cool chick. (laughs) (laughs) Today we're going to talk about comp prep, but before we jump into that, we're going to talk about the big event that we just had on the weekend. The gala. the gala. How amazing was it? <laughs> oh my God. Everyone, actually so many people said to me, it's just so nice to have a reason to dress up like yeah. really formal. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was really nice to see everyone out <laughs> their pole clothes for a change. And, and um, yeah, it was just such a nice event, such a good like venue. And um, I think everyone had a good time. Yeah. And, I knew it would be great. I think we had about just over 150 um, people there or fizzy fam. Um, And I knew it would be really fun and so good to see everyone, but I didn't anticipate just the love in that room. Oh my God. It was overwhelming. Like I lost, I lost it. I know if you were there, you, I, I didn't even intend on like making a speech or anything, but it just sort of turned into that. And I was like, I think I lost my voice a bit from the dance off because I was like cheering for everybody, which that turned into something else as well. That was really good. Um, we did put up videos on the fizzy pole Insta story. We need to make a little compilation. I think we do. We do. Because that was gold. Yeah, but I had lost my voice from cheering. So by the time I made a bit of a speech, it was, um, <laughs> yeah, I got a bit emotional. It just all hit me at once that we're yeah. 10 and oh, it was just amazing. I, I, you're right though. Like it, the love in the room. And I think unless you were there, it's hard to explain what that vibe was like. But so next time really, guys, really- well, <laughs> actually, if you didn't make the gala, it's okay. We forgive you, but <laughs> you need to put it in your diary that you need to be at Ignite Finals, whether you're there yes. as a competitor or in the audience, you've got to be there. It's going to be our best year yet, and we're really excited. Yeah, this is going to be huge. So many studios and so many people that are entering that I've heard so far, so... excitement is building (laughs) so yeah let's um jump into talking about preparing so a lot of the fizzy fizzy pollers getting ready to either enter or thinking about entering entries are open you can enter on the website but if you're still kind of on the fence about it we are going to talk about some of the things involved in getting ready to compete. And also if you've already entered, you're going to need all the info in this podcast. Because <laughs> Narelle, Narelle is actually a little bit of a celebrity in another field <laughs> as well. So <laughs> can you please brag a little bit about yourself and just rattle off some of your amazing titles? Sure. Um, well, <laughs> I have competed in pole before as well, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, but I have been competing in bodybuilding for the last few years as well, um, predominantly with A&B, which is the Australasian Natural Bodybuilding Federation. Um, 
So I have competed in 10 bodybuilding shows now. And the last one being in the Philippines, I competed at AMB Universe where I won my pro card and I'm currently preparing to step on the pro stage this year uh, in October. So um, that's a little bit exciting. That is amazing. A bit nerve wracking. Yes. And <laughs> I can't remember who this, I feel like Jem was involved in this at so, at, somehow, but someone who like recognized you, they were like, oh my God, do you know Narelle Tobin? Like, didn't oh. didn't know you as a polar but knew you as a bodybuilder and they were just in awe and starstruck and I think it was Jim and like, oh, yeah well yeah like, <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> but it's just so yeah. funny how they're like totally separate industries and um you're like famous in both <laughs> I wouldn't say famous but thank you <laughs> but it was funny because when I was putting together my little piece for the um yearbook it made me actually go back and realize how many times I had actually competed. And I was like, I've done all right in my yeah. old age. <laughs> well, actually we announced, this was a coincidence completely, but we, the year that we announced um, that Narelle was going to be opening a studio and becoming a franchisee, we decided to do it on the night of Ignite finals. And you won your division on that night, which worked out perfectly. <laughs> the elite division back then but we yeah yes that was very exciting that was like an amazing night the best night um just yeah really really exciting to announce the studio and just to to win my division just uh topped it off but yeah I've competed in um what was it 14 pole competitions oh my god since I was 28 so it's not too late to start <laughs> yeah <laughs> you were 28 when you started competing Ooh. oh my god awesome yeah right I know. yeah I a little good little backtrack a little timeline I'm like wow like I went through all my sashes and my trophies I'm like yeah only in the last five years so yeah um I think yeah it's never too late to start I think um yeah anyone should give it a go. If you haven't done Ignite before and um, you've been thinking about it, just do it. I say to some of my lower level girls um, who think, oh no, I'll do Ignite when I'm at a higher level. It's like, no, this is your only chance to compete in beginner. So the next time it comes around, you'll be in intermediate or advanced. So take advantage of being able to compete at that lower level and against people who are at the same level as yourself as well so yeah 100 percent. you were saying that some of your students had already spoken to you just about um like feeling nervous or competitive about it so let's um yeah let's kind of discuss some of the feelings that you know people might be having coming into entering obviously there's all different reasons for entering the comp that's right and i think like at the end of the day it is a competition you are being judged um but I guess the way that you um, look at that and feel about it is what's going to make the difference. And I think we're pretty lucky in our community that no one gets like, it's not super competitive against each other, but I guess, um, I guess you don't want to get so fixated or worried about what other people are doing that you don't concentrate on, 
on performing the best act that you can perform and bringing your best to the stage and also enjoying it. Like there's so many times when I first started competing that I was that nervous and it's understandable when you first Mm. start out. Um, And that's in both fields. Like when I first started competing in pole and then when I entered the fitness industry as well, Um, but you get on stage and it is literally over before you know it. And you've done all of this comp prep for weeks and you've put together this routine and, and then to not get up there and enjoy it and to perform for your audience Mm. is such a waste. It's such a waste. So like, don't regret it. Don't, um, don't have it finish and then go, Oh, I should have just had fun with it. I should have you know got up there and enjoyed it. I should have look to the audience and perform you'll always pick things that I think you want to do differently yeah but yeah I I get what you're saying it's um it's such a lot of work for only like three or four minutes or even less on the stage and to worry and to stress yourself out about what other people are doing and before we actually hit record we were saying it's a bit different because although it's a competition, it's not like a running race where you're running next to somebody and you're competing like directly against them. Mm. It doesn't really matter what anyone else does because your show will be judged separately to everyone else. So whether theirs is, is one thing or another thing or how worried you are about someone else's show does not like all it can do is impact your score negatively because you'd be in a bad mindset. So you're better to just focus on what you're doing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it is so hard to enjoy, enjoy it while you're on the stage. But if you can sort of just tap into that, you know, your routine and you can not be scared of the audience. You can actually enjoy the audience. Then you can really you know, savor the moment, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. And not just savor the moment. Like, um, that's what it's all about. It's a performance. So, um, yes, there's the criteria and yes, you're trying to do all of these things and you've got your floor work and you've got your tricks and whatever else, but it's a performance. So don't forget to, to look at your audience and to use your facial expressions and to, um, I guess, exaggerate your movements and make everything, um, an act, not just a, a routine. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't waste that moment and, and have fun with it. <laughs> so, here to have fun. Yeah. And that's the whole point of it is to, to give our community a platform to be able to perform and share ideas and, and show what they've been working on. Um, but obviously there's different levels of preparing for a competition. So you know, you might be getting ready to start to enter external comps and you might be wanting to really push it and go further with competing or you might just be doing it for fun and, you know, um, a self-confidence thing and you have no um, sort of goal to do anything further with it, which any reason for entering is absolutely fine. There's not one right or wrong way. But let's talk about the different levels of the preparation, like what goes into that because the listeners have, I feel like I've spoken a a fair bit about how I prepare for competitions, but obviously you've done quite a lot and they haven't heard from you. So do you want to just talk about, you know, the different times that you have prepared and what was involved? Yeah, of course. Um, So 
yes, it is. It's right. Like there is different levels. And um, obviously when I first started out and like it was my first competition I entered, I think I was in level six off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I was just more of a, oh, I'm just going to give this a go. And I just kind of put a routine together and I, I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't really get help with it at the time. I just kind of jumped up there and did my routine and like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was fun. Um, but obviously the more involved in competition you get or the more seriously you want to take it, as you said, like this is a really, really good platform for people who are wanting to compete outside of Fizipol. Um, so if that's the road that they're wanting to go down, then obviously um, preparation is going to be more important. And then obviously as an external thing, my, my preparation for different comps that I do is completely different. So if we're looking more at the pole side of things, um, that's where obviously my diet doesn't have to be as super strict as when I'm doing my bodybuilding, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of nice. (laughs) torture to a degree (laughs) comparing for bodybuilding competitions Um, (laughs) but um yeah so it's nice to be a bit more relaxed but in saying that like the best I do at pole is when I am on my comp prep diet so I think if you are looking to have more energy um more focus more endurance and for Mm. your muscles to recover a lot faster um, between training sessions and less likely to be injured, all of those things. I think diet plays a really important role. Um, You don't have to be super strict, as I said, but just making sure that you're getting enough protein. Um, Don't be scared of carbs and Mm -hmm. um, lots and lots of veg and lots of um, vitamins and minerals as well. So, um, I mean, have your treat meals whatever it is like that you like to eat. And as I said, I don't think you have to be super strict, but it definitely does make a difference to me um, when I change onto my comp prep diet and then I go to do pole. I'm like, Oh, I have so much more energy. Yeah. So much easier. I can lift myself a lot easier. Um, And that's not even in regards to weight loss or anything like that. That's just purely fueling your body. Yeah. And I'm the same. Like I, I definitely feel a difference when I'm um, eating and putting things into my body that I, that I need for refueling and recovery. And it's more of a time thing for me. Like I don't have the time to stuff around and be waiting to recover. Like I don't have enough days for that. So that's right. it's not so much about like, Oh yeah, I'm eating healthy and hopefully I get a result. No, it is actually directly related. If I eat well, put those foods in train I will recover faster so I can go back and and keep training so that's right and I see so many times people getting sick before ignite or competition and people burning themselves out so obviously diet's going to help with that but also um, putting together a little training plan that works around your own schedule as well so like if you know that you can be at the studio you know, for a practice session a week, maybe a studio hire a week, like plan that between now and Ignite and set aside your your times that you are going to train. And rather than just like pumping it out, pumping it out, pumping it out and burning yourself out, like yeah. set aside some good quality training time and um, 
and write down what you're going to do for that session. Don't go in and be like, Oh, I'll just go train and see what happens. Like you need a plan. You need to know what you're going to work on that day. Are you working on the dance elements? Are you working on the tricks? Are you working on a bit of both? Um, You can't, yeah well for me anyway if I have a plan I'm a lot more productive and I can get a lot more done in much shorter time and turn Instagram off yeah (laughs) yeah it's too easy to get distracted and I think um if you go in there and just think I have to work on my routine like that can be really um overwhelming as well so uh just as you said pick out a, a bit that you're working on whether it's a section of your routine or whether it's different elements of the routine and just concentrate on that for that particular training session and in between the training sessions so when you are having a rest and recovery day put your song on repeat like when you're driving and like go through it in your head mark it out at home without a pole or whatever it is that you're doing just um try to keep that uh, routine and that song in your head at all times (laughs) Yeah, you basically need to live it. Like, I think there's a lot of missed opportunity when people are just thinking that they can only train when they're literally in the studio, but it's not the case. We've spoken about it a little bit before on the podcast. Like, yeah, putting the song on in the car, you're thinking about it and then you're eating your dinner and you watch your run through back and you make notes. And so there's plenty of things. It's doing that as well that makes you, it allows you to really know the song and you start to hear all of the intricacies in the song as well that you can use. Yeah. And I feel like that's when I learn most of my routine, like, or memorize most of my routine is in my head. Like, yes, you obviously have to be able to perform and do the tricks and stuff like that. But if you're not having to think about what's next, you can concentrate on performing those tricks well. And, um, yeah, I think it just makes it a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. It's um, It happens in your head because yeah. your brain is telling your muscles what to do. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so what? Um, let's get into a bit more detail about your prep for some of these comps. Like what's sort of the most extreme pole prep that you've done and what's probably the most casual? Probably that first comp. <laughs> the first comp was definitely the most casual. Um, yeah, just do whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, but my most extreme, oh gosh. So there was a period of time back when we did the sponsored athlete program and I entered every possible competition I could enter at the time. Oh, so <laughs> I entered one and I didn't get in. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get into these comps. So then I entered a heap. Oh, Everything. So um, <laughs> I did. I did hardcore in Sydney. Um, then a week later, I can't remember the order, but a week later I had um, night heats. I had regionals in Shepparton. A week later, the week after that I had BPC, and then I had ignite finals. Um, so I, that was there was a one week space in between one of those so I ha- I did five competitions in six weeks um, that's got to be the most that's more than Celeste <laughs> <laughs> and she's crazy <laughs> so um and that was yeah all was, different routines or the same routine so what I did is I used the same routine but I made it different because <clears throat> 
two of the competitions were less than two and a half minutes and two of them were like, I think three to four or two and a half to four minutes or something like that. So I had to have one version. This was my zombie bride routine. So I had to have one version where I had the minute intro and then there was another version where there wasn't a minute intro um, for the shorter routines. But just even switching between those two, yeah, it was really difficult to do. But I think, yeah, that was definitely the time that I had to be the most on. And um, I, I wish I knew then what I know now about nutrition yes. <laughs> yes. and the effects that that would have. Like, it is a game changer. So um, I think in regards to training um, and preparing my routine, that was definitely the time where I was the most... Um, I was training the hardest. Um, so I, from memory, I would be at the studio like three or four times a week. Um, I would be at every single practice session that was running. I would just, um, I'd work out the first part of the routine and then I'd, I'd work on the next part of the routine. I personally like to do it in sections. So, um, and then I would just do run through, run through, run through um, leading up to the day. So I mean, I guess I don't know if I could do that now, to be honest. Yeah. Well, the, I was actually thinking the good news is that it's very hard to get into any competition these days. So the likeliness of be, being able to get into five comps that will take place within a six-week period is low. Yeah. <laughs> Not impossible, yeah. but low. It was just, it was very, it was good luck that they were um, yeah, all uh, together as well. <laughs> well, they're all, so all of our heats are obviously coming up next month and then the finals are in August. So this is all going to happen a lot faster this year. In the past, we've done it over, I think, eight weeks or something. But this year we decided to run all of the heats within a one month period just because it means that when we're selecting the finalists, it's a much closer time frame so you don't have like a two-month gap between someone knowing that they're in and then being able to prepare for the finals and then you know so so yeah we that's why we're doing all in the month this time so that is coming up soon so I hope that everyone who's going to be doing it has made some sort of start on their routine thinking about it don't ever think I'm not good enough. Don't ever think like it's not for me because you don't know until you give it a try. I'm a perfect example of that because when I first started pole, I remember saying, oh, I'm not interested in performing or competing. I never wanted to even do a showcase. Um, Yeah. And then like the second I did, I think it was my first showcase. I was like, that is it. Like I'm, I'm hooked. But definitely the competition takes it to a next level. Like just the atmosphere and, um, yeah, having to put that much work into something and then have it on show, I think it's just really rewarding as yes. well, um, no matter what happens on the day. So, um, yeah, I, I think just give it a go. Like, you've literally got nothing to lose. Like, just go in it, do it for yourself, um, and it's all good experience. Absolutely. And it's such a good way to level up because mm. no matter what the outcome is, you'll have you'll have you know, pushed yourself. And it's, it's so hard. I've done so many guest performances and so many competitions and guest performances just don't even, you just don't push yourself like you do for a competition. I don't know why it's, 
something about the the I don't know I don't know what it is yeah I agree even for showcase like it's fun to do showcase and it's a it's a really good way to bring your fans friends and family along show them what you've been working on in classes but as you said this is just an another level and um the, that speaking of actually bring your friends and family to watch so many people are just like oh, oh I, I don't know want to perform. Like, are you kidding me like they don't even tell them. anyone that they're going to perform I know it's yeah. crazy to me no bring everyone like show them how like how much you've progressed and yeah I think it's because at. people get worried that they'll mess up or something they don't want anyone to see but then when they do a good job they're like oh I wish I had someone here like, yeah absolutely <laughs> anyway all right well thanks for coming to chat about you know preparing for comp and wrapping up the gala with me um we will <laughs> what's that let's go back to the gala I know I think we should do one each year <laughs> but actually I have to say though um actually what um I really love to see as well is um how much people got behind the um the foundation and the white ribbon um and how much people were like contributing and getting into the little events that we were running yes like the silent auction and if you I feel like we've posted this sort of everywhere but if you didn't know yet we've we raised nearly five thousand dollars for the white ribbon foundation i know it's so amazing that you know that that would not have happened if it weren't for all of us so yeah it's pretty cool yes the fact that we that we all come together and i love that we had this amazing celebration and everyone got to get dressed up and have a great night but you know surrounding that we just had this really really great cause to to you know build awareness for and raise money for yeah and it you know I spoke about this earlier on but it the reason we chose white ribbon is just that you know fizzy pole is all about confidence and empowering people and and having uh, just so many stories so many people came up to me telling me their stories about you know how they come out of their shell and they just wouldn't be the person they are today without busy pole and white ribbon, you know, it's, um, it's about supporting or the, the stop of domestic violence towards women. And I think that what we do is, you know, building women up and to be able to support even the other end of that spectrum where, where women are really sort of at, uh, I, I don't know what the right word is, but at, at the, at a low point, I suppose, and needing yeah. to build themselves up and have others build them up as well. And That's right. And I think it, it's not just about um, whether you have been a victim or whether you know a victim of family or domestic violence, but I think, as you said, um, it just empowering each other and being in this environment that we're at where we are building each other up and and lifting each other's self-esteem, like you're less likely if you are put in a situation like that to, um, I guess, become a victim if we're all sort of there supporting each other and lifting each other up. So I hope so. I hope that eventually that um, we can weed out that culture. Um, Absolutely. We want strong women supporting strong women. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And men. 
and men. Balls, we're talking to you as well. <laughs> <laughs> but that's even more important that guys do get involved in this kind yeah. of community as well. So, yes. Yeah. Bring more boys. Bring more <laughs> boys to Fizzy Pole. We love them. Yes. Because it's great that they do see these strong women being strong women and, and yeah, being I around just... each other Oh, and I think that's why it was so emotional on the weekend too. I've just never seen anything like it ever in my life. Like a, a community of people who genuinely support and love and are so proud of each other. Yeah. Oh, it's just, and you know, we do pole and we do aerials and, and we offer these amazing classes in great facilities and we've got fantastic instructors and all of that, but it's so much more than that. So much more. So much more than that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. all right amazing <laughs> we are amazing we'll leave it there and we i hope you have a great week everybody we will um we'll chat to you next week bye see ya thanks narelle <laughs> let's get physical physical i want to